Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got one of our wonderful Open to Hope writers on today, and she's written three books on grief and loss, and her last one is really pretty amazing. So do you want to introduce our guest? Sure. And like you said, Mom, we've had her on before. Her name is Beth Marshall, and we're so happy to have her back on this podcast. We will be talking today about rediscovering happiness after loss. As you said, Beth is an Open to Hope writer. So if you go to opentohope.com, you can read things that she's written. And she is the author of three grief-related books, Grief Survivor, 28 Steps Toward Hope and Healing, A Time to Heal, A Grief Journal, and Uncrushed. So welcome to our podcast, Beth. Well, hello, ladies. It's such a joy to be here with you. Great to have you on. I love the title of your new book, Uncrushed. Isn't that what we all need to be? Gloria, I tell you, (laughs) as I did some research for this, I realized that we get crushed by a whole lot of things in life. And my primary purpose in writing this was to help people who had lost someone important to them. But as the book released a few weeks ago, and lots of people have been early readers, I'm realizing that it's actually speaking to a whole lot of different people, people with a divorce 35 years ago, or people um, battling depression and anxiety. Um, It's been incredible to me to hear how this book that was written really for grief and the loss of a person is reaching a lot farther than that. You know, don't you think a lot of the basis of what you're talking about, anxiety, depression, is based on grief? A hundred percent. Well, and I think a lot of times some maybe uncried tears, things that we didn't know we needed to grieve. Mm-hmm. Hard life that COVID. I mean, I'm sure in your lives and in your practices, COVID hit all of us. And I think a lot of uncried tears and a lot of grief that we didn't know we needed to worry about or to think about or to work through. You know, and if we don't do the working through, one of the things that I have been impressed with lately is how many people are being treated for anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I think if you don't work through some of those losses in your Mm -hmm. life, I think the result on the other side of it is some anxiety. We've always talked about depression being on the other side, but I think anxiety is a lot of it's based on and dealt with losses. It seems like we're seeing younger and younger kids um, not sure why they don't want to go to school or telling their parents their stomach hurts or Mm -hmm. explaining their symptoms, but they're not knowing what to call it. Everyone is kind of feeling that low level um, anxiety and just needing some tips, some comfort, some ways to get past that. What are some of your main things that you think people need after they've had a loss? 
I think, well, I think this book actually is the book I wish I could have found after my mom's sudden death. And then three years later, my dad, and then a grandmom who was mm. a real steel magnolia. She could get you to do work you didn't even know you were doing. She was awesome. Wow. Nana. But then a, a sister-in-law who was as close as any sister. Wow. And the one thing I saw, my, my general um, way to deal with things is to race through it to mm -hmm. sprint as fast as I can to find things, you know, margaritas, uh, Amazon Prime, whatever it is that kind of removes the pain for a minute. But what I was seeing is that those things really do help for a minute until they don't. Mm -hmm. um, dark chocolate works great for about 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, but some those things, I think a lot of us turn to other things, uh, maybe yeah. busyness, just seeing if we can outrun the ache. And after trying to do that through a couple of real significant uh, traumas in my life, I realized that the only way through these hard places and through that valley is actually one step at a time, right through it. But by slowing down and just making yourself be still uh, to make yourself write. And I know a lot of people say, I'm not a writer. I don't want anybody to read it. But mm -hmm. when I'm suggesting to people that have had a significant loss of any kind, it's just take those minutes, even 15 or 20 minutes a day and do that hard work to be still and to let it wash over you, I to like let that. those waves come instead of trying to outswim them or to get on top of them or, or to just mm -hmm. hope they don't come. But it, it was a real, real hard transition for me to know that when I did finally just slow down and just start to write through it, and there were loads of tears, there were you know, lots of tear-stained pages um, in those journals. But what I saw was that writing is the way to get that deep elephant standing on your chest feeling um, from your chest and your heart out and onto paper. And that's actually, there was actually a day when I started in the beginning after my mom's death to write about her. And it was just very, this subtle nudge I felt in my head, why don't you write about her? And I mean, I really thought, mm -hmm. oh, yay, that's like going to the circus because she was, she's fun like your family is fun, just likes to live life 100% yeah. full speed and don't miss out. And that mm -hmm. was my mom's story. And so starting to really just scribble down some of those those parts of growing up in a big, loud, loud family in Atlanta with five kids and two crazy dogs. And uh, there was just there were it was mostly very great memories. And I know that's not everybody's story, but in this case and there, you know, there's some things that are not wonderful. And like, you know, as I was writing through some of my dad's um, situation, it was a little more complicated, but either way, both times it was, um, I felt like I would leave with an appreciation for these wonderful people that I got to have for my parents. What would you consider as a really important writing prompt for you and for our audience? I like to think of the most wonderful day you can possibly recall. And with like my that. mom, it was, yeah, it was unexpected. It was 10 days before her sudden death. And it was in the middle of fall and my family was packed up to all drive to the beach for a, they had a long weekend for fall break. And all of a sudden we start getting calls about these hurricane warnings. And so that whole trip was scrapped 
the teenage kids and my husband decided they would just stay home. And out of the blue, I said, you know, I think I'm going to go see BZ. I think I'm going to go to the mountains. She lived up in the very high peaks of North Carolina, oh. overlooking just these Blue Ridge Mountains. It was magnificent. Beautiful. And um, no, no one, everybody wanted to stay home and see their friends. And it worked out absolutely amazingly because that was the last time I saw her. But also, I'll never forget taking walks in the woods and, you know, hearing the leaves rustle under our feet and making the yummy fall smells. She would make these delicious muffins that just, even to this day, that smell reminds me of her. Mm -hmm. But to, um, I think I would prompt, I prompt people a lot of different ways. But the one thing that I think really gets people stirred up is think of the best day ever. What is I that love one? it. Yeah. That feels to me like it plays into gratitude too. And we know mm -hmm. what a calling force yeah. gratitude is. What would be another prompt yeah. that you'd like? A second. Yeah, that was one. Um, you know, I think I like people to think about holidays because with um, missing somebody at the table, holidays are going to be very different. But to try to rethink, to reconfigure what a holiday might look like, not just to go back to what they used to be, but to think, mm -hmm. how could we possibly change the menu, change the venue, you know, go to the Pacific, go somewhere totally different. And what I think I've, I try to encourage people is that there is no wrong answer. <laughs> Whatever you're writing is perfectly fine. It's so much easier when somebody gives you some prompts. I agree, Mom. When you're in grief. A great one that I love is what are the handprints that were left on your heart? There's some um. things that never ever be taken away. And my situation, it was my mom's unconditional love, her adoring grandchildren. I want to know what is unique about losing a parent? Oh, Heidi, that's such a great question. And I remember when your dad and Gloria, your husband died and it's, mm -hmm. and here you guys are professionals. This is what you do, right? right it's now. different when it's your dad or your mom. I think what's different about a parent is they know every single thing about us. I think when I lost the second one, mm -hmm. it, and it was, I think, three years after my mom's. Yeah. And it it's, we're the older generation now. That is a mm -hmm. weird and tough pill to swallow. The parents were our primary cheerleaders. right? And if there was ever someone that was going to be in your court and pushing you and saying, you can do this, you want to go learn to speak German? Yeah, go do it. You can do it. They have this inside track. They've been with us yeah. since the beginning, but at least in our cases where we have great relationships with them, um, it, it's just such a deep, deep loss because that support, that kindness, that love, um, that's gone. To a certain extent, we're yeah. going to have to be our own cheerleaders. My sisters and I wanted to do things to make my father proud. Because he would be oh, yeah. so proud of us when we did, you know, accomplish things. And it's like, okay, sure. you know, that was one of his roles in our family. So it's like, now we have to do things for ourselves, you know, to make ourselves proud. It's interesting how you, or else find other people. We really appreciate your coming on this show today and all the you. books you've written and all the advice you've given. And you're an inspiration. Mom, I think you're a great example of how oh, writing yeah. has helped you heal. Because my mother has just written a book about finding love after loss and dating after loss. And I think that oh. she worked through a lot. You know, she was had to dive, yeah. dive into the deep end with her own loss, you know, and finding oh, a new 100%. a new person in her life. 
So you're, you know, you love to write mom. And I know that's part of, that was part of you has been part of your he healing journey. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I love prompts. <laughs> you got one, one last one. For us. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you one that to me is very important when someone starts getting a little farther down the road. Like I know it's been many years since Scott's death for you yeah. or your family. Um, when you're a little farther down the road, not that the pain or the sadness ever fully leaves us, but when we start to dream again. And to me, that is a, a moment when you realize, hey, you know what? I'm not stuck or where I was. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's a continuing journey, but once we start to dream again, and that's something I like to encourage people, whether they're super fresh in their loss, or maybe it's been a little bit, maybe it's been, it's been 22 years with my mom and I can still get a tear up. But there were times when I started, started to write down, gee, I'd like to do this. I've always thought about studying some more languages and fly into Europe with my job instead of flying domestic trips and actually did that. But to encourage people to, what are the things you're thinking of now? What is something maybe you put on the back burner um, going back to school or traveling to a, a brand new place? But I think those are indications that we our healing really is happening, even though sometimes we feel like it's not as fast as we want it to be. What are things still on the horizon? How do people get your book and do they have, do you have a website? Yeah. Yes. The best way to get through to me is bethgmarshall.com, bethgmarshall.com. But the book is available through the publisher, Endgame Press, Endgame Press, and also Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble, most all booksellers. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Beth. Thank you. You guys are such a pleasure. I hope your day Beth, is good. You're, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for everything you do in the grief and loss world, for helping people find hope and for all these phenomenal books and for being an open to hope writer. Thanks, we want Beth. to thank everybody for joining us on the show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.